0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to what episode number is it? 94. <laughs> oh, what a good job for my co presenter, Kelvin Newman. I no, can Kelvin. count,
1: I can count. Yes, it's <laughs> number 94, 94 whole episodes of internet marketing.
0: <laughs> I think, first of all, Kelvin, should we apologise to the listeners because we're late, aren't we? Yes, we've got a little Do bit of Do you want to explain what sync. happened, Kelvin? Yes,
1: the, the, the short version is um, I have been, as a few of you will probably know when I mentioned in a previous episode, over in Vienna which caused all kinds of problems with the the timing of things and we're recruiting a load of people at Site Visibility at the moment so if anyone's looking for an SEO job and um, it's based down in Brighton um, drop me a line but yes it's been a crazy crazy busy um, time at the moment so we've got a little bit out of sync but um, we're, we're getting back on track so That's yes splendid. still going to be the same number of episodes um, um, weekly um, but I got a little bit behind you're I've just, been a bit tardy you're as well. you're just going to get in to a very quick succession yes, to make yes. Up. <laughs>
0: Right, as you've probably uh, noticed from the uh, papery sound, I have some questions in my hand. It is a questions and answers uh, session today. It's my favourite type of episode, the questions and answers. I do enjoy these as well, actually. Let's get straight into it, then. Uh, This one is from Troy Trewin. Uh, He says, um, a friend of mine who now works for the UN for the past four to five years as a project manager wrote a nifty PM WordPress site, and he's got it in brackets, uh, uh, on net around PM and hasn't posted an entry for over two years but each month the traffic keeps increasing I think PM is project manager yeah. management, presumably he recently had his first 10,000 presumably visit month oh no his first 10,000 visit month, get my teeth in, and it's still climbing, so he's trying to find a way to turn that traffic into money. Any advice on how you would do this uh, once you have the traffic would be great for the listeners, mm. I think. I'm not far off uh, sitting on a beach in Thailand for a few months to start a business blog, so I would love to know this stuff too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, it's surpri- not well. It's not entirely surprising, but um, occasionally you can spend all this time investing producing great content for your website no one comes along then you get bored you leave it for a couple of months and then suddenly um, google pick you up and you get a couple of links and suddenly you're doing very well for traffic so it's that crazy kind of when you suddenly stop putting all this effort quite often you can get that situation like that where you've got a website doing quite well but in terms of monetizing a blog there's sort of a few different options i mean the The quickest, easiest, but probably the smallest amount of money that you'll get is just to bung in something like Google AdSense, um, where Google will then serve adverts based on the keywords in your content. Mm -hmm. and then just trigger adverts automatically off the back of that and every time someone clicks one of those adverts you get a couple of pence a time or a couple of cents a time um can work quite well there's people making lots of money out of adsense but it's not the most lucrative in the world it can sometimes feel a little sort of spammy as well because to really make any money from adsense you need to put your um you know put your adverts front and center in really high profile positions Mm. which can sometimes be sort of contrary to what you really want to do with your website because if you're working on a blog you want to build up an audience you want to make people feel that they're you know they're really reading your content
0: signing up to your rss feed and all these types of things and Actually, it, one, of, one of the things that that it just doesn't annoy me, but it's a bit of a flagrant disregard yeah. for, for people's readability is where you put like a big square ad right at the beginning of the, pop, of yeah. the blog post. And yeah. it's sort of about
1: tricking people. That's the, the reason that people do it. And it depends what the purpose of your website is. If, in this case, it's a website where he's now not that interested in it and sort of got a bit bored of it and doesn't really want to do anything with it, but wants to make some money from his traffic, then putting some big blocks of AdSense in there might be not too like for the good of the web, but for the good of him probably will work quite well. So that's the the simple option. Um, Second option really would be to go down the kind of affiliate marketing. So find a product that people who visit your website or products that people who visit your Mm. website would be interested in and point them in the direction of that. So perhaps in this case, he might be able to find um, some really good project management books on Amazon that he would recommend mm. and then put links to them in all his posts. Um, and then whenever anyone visits Amazon and buys um, a book from Amazon, he makes, um, I think it's 5% is the standard commission on Amazon. So like on a book that might be 50 pence, something mm. like
0: that. This reminds me of the skim links episode actually. Yeah. Over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And skim links is exactly the same. So skim links, what they'll do is if you install the skim links code, it will check all your outbound links you've got already for affiliates um, links and where they are, like pre-register them for you, so you you can make some cash. If he's already linking to Amazon, he's already linking to, you know, websites that have affiliate offers. That might work quite well. Um, next option, a little bit more involved, um, is to maybe produce a piece of content that it, is it of interest to that audience and is really really valuable um, that they'd be prepared to pay for. Now, typically, that might be. Um, in the kind of make money online, it would be like an e- e-book, um, but that can work in all kinds of sectors as well. So you have a digital product that is like I don't know, um, thirty thousand, sixty thousand words, something like that, that um, is all about project management. It's all really involved, and then you try and encourage them to buy that product at a cost. You might be able to, if you're fortunate and a real expert in your field, even get a proper book deal, um, and then encourage people to buy your proper book. And there's the upside of it there so excuse that, me yep. proper book i'm writing an e-book i'm writing a, a you know yeah I've, I've been doing that as well but <laughs> there, there is somewhat a difference isn't there between um like a, a digital book which is self-published to a certain extent and so I'm, and I'm, just I'm just kidding i'm just kidding so yeah there's that's a possibility as well and then you can always do what we've done with the podcast which is kind of produce a subscription service a membership mm. site off the back and you know that's a good approach to take if people are interested in that there's a, a kind of a, a you know, you know how um, things get a bit meta and and involving themselves, but there's a membership subscription site that tells you how to make membership subscription sites. Um called Teaching Cells, um, which I'm not a member of, but you know, it's a possibility um, to do that as well. So yes, that that's the other option, the membership site. So really there's get some adverts, get some affiliate deals, make your own product and sell that, or um make your own membership site and um and you know, monetize that way. They're the four way, four main ways to make money from a blog that seem to be reasonably successful for people.
0: Kelvin, do you, do you, do you look down on on AdSense these days? I, I get the impression that some people there's a growing trend to think away from AdSense. Yeah, I mean, the
1: short vote. Uh, how often do you click ad, AdSense adverts? Anyway? No, I don't think I ever have. Yeah, and I I do it very rarely now. There's I don't know how true this is, but there's an assumption that the only people who click on AdSense have done it by mistake mm. or aren't an experienced internet user and that's mm. why they've done it. Um that's not entirely the case, but AdSense doesn't have the respect it should do. I think it's um it's been attacked for a couple of reasons. One, because, you know, the people who are doing pay-per-click advertising mm. see the traffic on the content network which is AdSense, um, as not performing as well as their search adverts. So it gets stick from that side. Mm. There's people running their own websites who have got AdSense there. They're getting lots and lots of clicks, but getting only a couple of pennies for it. They're criticizing it for it there as well. And then there's the fact people like me and you don't click on them as well. But I've run like little hobby websites that I've put AdSense on. You know, makes me beer money. So Mm. um, and it only takes seconds to implement. So this. It's not the perfect advertising solution. It's not the perfect monetization solution to most websites, but there's not many technologies you can use that take ten minutes and can start earning you money from something you've already done. So in this case, yeah. he's got that project management blog, it would take him ten minutes to install a WordPress plugin that will sort out AdSense for him. Ten minutes to apply for AdSense, and he'll be making money straight away from it. So it might not be life-changing money, but if he's not making any money from it currently, you know, better than a you know better than a you know kick in the teeth.
0: Definitely. OK, let's move on to the next question. Rustling of paper. Um, all high tech on this show, folks. Right. Um, hello, chaps. Uh, this is what, actually, who's this from? I'll, I'll say at the end. Right. Hello, chaps. Um, I'm actually in Tokyo, Japan at the moment. Uh, when I was here before, it wasn't difficult finding work in marketing. But these days, brackets, even though I speak Japanese, brackets, general marketing doesn't really cut it. Rather than throw away my marketing experience, listening to your podcast has given me the idea of specialising in online marketing. Could you give me uh, the best... Sorry, let me read that again. Um, Could you give me ideas of the best ways to gain expertise in this area? I'm 39, so ideally I'd like to make a one-year plan of study. Is that realistic? And then at the end he says, your podcast is fantastic. I'm amazed by your... Uh, knowledge, generosity, and it's nice to hear your friendly voices whilst I slurp, slurp my noodles here in Japan. That's from Abbas Hussain. Ah, it's good to, good to know that we've got people listening to us yeah, in, in Japan, Japan as well. As cool, well yeah, it? yeah. Um, I mean,
1: it's... Because internet marketing's not been around very long, um, it's not... It's there's not a kind of predefined route in terms of how you get into it, in the same way there are with some you know more mature industries. Mm. So the fact that you're doing doing stuff like listening to podcasts like like the, like us and like some of the other ones that are out there is a great first place to start because you'll get the knowledge and learn a lot of the things from from what we talk about. So hopefully that'll be a, a good place to start there as well. Yeah, you then really got kind of three options, as I would say. One is to go and take a particular predefined course, which has some kind of qualification at the end of it, um, of which I think like the Chartered Institute of Marketing in the UK do some bits like that, and Dan Reynolds works with them. Yeah, um, There's e-consultancy courses as well that have a kind of certific- a certification at the end of it. Um, and that can be quite good as because you get that certification to show that you've got the qualification in it at the end. What I would say is generally those courses tend to be a bit generic Mm. And not as involved. So, I mean, I've often thought about, well, um, I would really love to go and get like a master's in in something. And there are master's courses in internet marketing. But I've often wondered, well, if I, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of it for work anyway. I listen to, you know, some of the other podcasts that are out there. I'm reading blogs every day would I learn anything from those courses? I might get the certification at the end of it, but would my time be better spent just teaching myself? So that's the other option, the there's, second option. There's nothing
0: quite like teaching as a way of learning yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so that's the you know the kind of second option there really is that you um, go um, take, act, take advantage of all of the um, kind of low-cost, um, uncertificated training material that's out there. So that is read as many internet marketing blogs as you can, um sign up for services you know, yeah it's a bit of a plug here apologies for that we've got our you know our premium service there that's a little bit more involved mm. there's other sites and services like that SEO mods have got you know training elements uh, SEO book have around the SEO sector there's there's all kinds of courses and and types that you can take there that maybe don't have a certificate at the end of it but actually can sometimes teach you a lot more about the subjects. That's a possibility. Mm. So if I had a year, I'd maybe kind of look at some of those schemes and how you could fit your time into that. But there's plenty of free stuff out there as well. You don't have to necessarily go down the paid-for route there. But the third option, which would probably be my favourite, is if he's got a year, just experiment. Set up your own website. Mm. Try and market it. Um, you know, So buy yourself some web hosting, Try and set up a WordPress blog, try and filter it there. Even if you don't know, there's enough tutorials out there to help you learn how to do a bit of web design if you've never done that before. Then try some copywriting um, to write some content for that. Try then optimizing that content you've created. And then once you start getting visitors to your site, you can start playing about with the, the analytics reports, the, the data you get there to learn off the back of that. And I'm a big fan of experimenting. Now, there's, um, I forget the chap's name now. This is absolutely terrible. But There's a very famous venture capitalist in the state who's, um, and Seth Godin's talked about this as well, that for what it would cost to go and do an MBA, so like a Master of Business Administration or whatever, which is the big business school degree, you know, it costs a huge amount of money. So tens of thousands of dollars to do that. Yeah. And, it, you know, you work on it full time for a year or two years or something like that. And what they, what they espouse is, well, actually, instead of spending that money on going to Harvard or Stanford or all these ones to do an MBA, take that money, take a year off work and use that money to fund a startup.
0: Mm. And I think that's a
1: really clever idea because, you, yeah, you know, if it doesn't work after a year, it's not cost you any more than the degree would have done. Mm. And the practical, you know, approach of running your own business probably would have taught you far more than you would have learned from from the course there. So. I'm not quite saying to the, the, the chap here to go and um, you know quit work and spend all his money on, on a startup, but experimenting and trying things out is often the best way of learning. And yeah. if you can demonstrate to a potential employer that, okay, I've not done this before, but look at this little website, these series of websites I've mm. built that are getting traffic, that are doing well, that's my experience there.
0: I, I always remember when uh, I first started in, in a business of my own, which was back in 2002 with a colleague of mine. It was nothing to do with what we're doing now. It was just a general IT support and development business. I always remember, because previous to that, I'd been a, a contractor. Yeah. And previous to that, I'd just been an employee. I just, I'm downgrading. I'd been an employee. With a, yeah. you know, I, I worked for the, for, the, for the man as it was. Yeah. Um, and I always remember after about two years, even a year, mm. after just running our own business and learning from our mistakes yeah. and yada, yada, blah, blah, I always remember how incredibly empowered I felt and how incredibly mm. knowledgeable I felt. Now, I felt like that. I don't know if I actually was any cleverer than I would have been yeah. had I gone on a course, but I think I probably was. Yeah. So I, I would totally concur that the yeah. uh, you know, you can't beat experience. Yeah. And, yeah, in terms of,
1: like, there's all kinds of training material out there that can support you. There's a lot you can learn from buying and books podcasts are great but if you're the kind of person who likes podcasts have a look in itunes at itunes u so that itunes university stuff yes and then you can listen to the types of lectures you would get if you'd have gone to a full-blown course Mm. of these ones and actually to be honest i think i tend to learn more from the the practitioners doing podcasts than the academics in Mm. itunes university Mm. but it's nice to know that you can listen to something from harvard business school or you know or the like there um Or judge and and listen to their iTunes University stuff and go, yeah, I I, I, I agree with that. I knew that already from my reading of blogs and these kind of things. And that's really reassuring and confidence building. But like I say, we've been doing some recruitment recently.
0: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation.
1: PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcarecom weight loss. That's plushcarecom weight loss. And we're not just, we've not just taken on people who have worked for SEO agencies before we've looked at what people have done for hobbies what they've done in their spare time because quite often that'll show um, that they know what they're talking about there. does that
0: carry a lot of weight because you are at the coal face, you've actually seen this firsthand does it mm. carry a lot of weight when you when you when you speak to a, a prospect mm. is, is that the right word prospect a potential employee like, like a candidate like yeah. a candidate that's that's yeah. that's the word candidate yeah. and and they say oh well I've been doing this as a hobby and I've done this and I've done that and I'm completely off their own back does yeah. that carry a lot of weight to you well I mean
1: there's two sides to it one is that, yes, it is nice to know when you're taking someone on that they've essentially done a very similar job before you know that, that that makes a lot of sense but i've got a lot of respect for someone who's gone i'm not enjoying my current career or it's not working out for me i want to try and do something they've been proactive and done it in their own free spare time yeah you know that, that impresses me
0: right let's move on to the next question russell 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 russell
1: i'll have a slurp of my drink you have as a slurp,
0: well. i'll have a russell russell, russell do, do russell, you think russell. we might be able to get some um, Diet Coke to sponsor me because I, I do. drink do. Diet Coke. Is that Coke what you're in? drinking at the yeah. moment? <laughs> Are we be allowed to say that? Yeah,
1: they didn't pay for that. Um, but <laughs> no, I, This show is
0: sponsored by Sight Visibility. Yeah, not, Diet yeah, Coke. not Diet Coke. Actually, not that Diet Coke is a company.
1: But ind- indirectly, Sight Visibility pay me, <laughs> which I then spend on Diet Coke. So it all, all goes around in the end.
0: Right, this is a very long letter so I'm going to clear my throat. Okie doke. <clears throat> it is from Alan Ward. Dear Kelvin... So it's just written it to you then, Kelvin, not me. Well,
1: you know, the email came to me, but I'm sure he was talking to both of us.
0: Dear Kelvin, I've been listening to the podcast for a while and received a lot of good information from you and Andy, brackets, and no, I don't think you sound camp. Brackets. <laughs> See, he mentioned you there when talking about the camp voices. So he- <laughs> what? in episode 90, you had a question from, sorry, in episode 90, you had a question from someone who had a website with a blog attached to it. His question was around having two sitemaps. I remember that. Yep. And whether that was okay. Your answer was along the lines of having two sitemaps that linked to the main site map. Uh-huh. I've been using a WordPress plugin called XML Site Map Generator for WordPress that, brackets, as the name suggests, brackets, generates site maps for WordPress blogs. In the dashboard for this plugin, it does provide the option for the user to add any, num- any number of additional pages, i.e., from a main website. Oh, from a main website, full stop. It also gives you the option of saving the sitemap in the root directory and not the blog directory. Hmm, sounds good. So, depending on the number of pages in the actual website, this plugin may be a simpler way for him to go. He could enter his static pages once... Uh, the sitemap is created with all the pages, brackets, static sites plus blog brackets, and installed in the root directory. And then when he updates the blog, the sitemap is updated. All Thanks right. for the great content of the podca- podcast. I listen every week in my car to and from work, and I always learn something new. Alan Ward from www.bloggerbusinessplan.com.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah, you yeah give us a fiver later. Alan, yeah, for the no, in? no, yeah, cheers, Alan. But send it in, yeah, because. Basically, it's, it's worth saying as well that, you know, we're, we're here, we respond to these questions. We don't always know the answers no, to them. No, and um, I love it when this happens. So yeah. we've also found
0: this really cool plugin that does yeah. kind of what needs to be done.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, to go back to the original problem, it was, yeah, the situation, I've got my main blog, I've got my main website, I've got a plugin for WordPress for my blog that automatically generates a sitemap, but that doesn't include any of my normal website. What do I do about it? And it seems like, from Alan's case, that that particular plugin solves that issue. So um, going back to the, yeah, the person who asked that question last time, there you go, there's your solution. And generally, if anyone ever hears us answering questions uh, for people or issues we're dealing with and you've got something to add to it, drop us an email because, you Definitely. know, this the interaction and you guys feeding back makes for a better show
0: hey do you think we should offer a a prize for the best solution of the week yeah i mean if anyone's got a
1: solution like that i'm sure i'll be able to do some sweet deals around the premium podcast giving them some some free access and stuff there as well so yeah win
0: a bmw or a mini or something
1: well yeah i mean yeah you're offering to pay for a bmw (laughs) andy that's very kind of you very kind of you
0: anyway let's move on to the Um, next one yeah
1: yeah conditions apply doesn't really Uh,
0: conditions (laughs) apply Okay, um, now, hang on Who have we just had that, that one was So that was Alan, one. wasn't it, yeah There's another one from Alan here Or is it a duplicate? <laughs> no, I think he asked a follow-up question He did, didn't he? Yes Okay, here's another one from Alan uh, key, no. um, In WordPress, uh, for postal pages At the bottom of the visual editor I have the option for adding title, description and keywords These keywords appear on the site's, site's source code as angle brackets, meta angle brackets, keywords, and I believe that they are used to give Google an idea of what the page is about, although I'm told that Google places less weighting on these keywords and more weighting on the actual content. Here's here's where I need some help. Uh, One of my websites is a financial planning site. I'm targeting words such as financial planning, financial planner, financial advice, etc. Do I need to enter the keywords as the exact phrase or just the individual words, i.e., financial planning, comma, financial planner, etc. Or financial, comma, planner, comma, planning, comma, advice, etc. Is Google smart enough to look at the individual words and combine them into phrases? Or should I just keep entering the phrases? I understand there's a lot more to ranking well for a keyword than just using meta keywords, but every little bit helps. Thanks in advance for your help, Alan Ward.
1: Yeah, um, short answer is none of the search engines pay hardly any attention to meta keywords Mm. to the extent that i wouldn't um lose any sleep over your combination how i tended to do it when they did pay more attention slightly more attention was i would go down the the comma separated full version so i would go financial planner financial planning and 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 so on and so forth. financial
0: planner comma financial planning yeah
1: so that's the route i would have gone down but to be honest now i spend less than half a second on a client's meta-keywords because Google and Yahoo and MSN, even though Yahoo and MSN are the same, have said they don't really pay any attention to those keywords tags whatsoever. So if it takes two seconds to do when you're uploading it, go down the co- the longer version, mm. um, but it's not going to make any impact. However, when you're looking at title tags and meta-descriptions, um, that you know, so those do still have a reasonable impact on... Well, title tags have a ranking factor you know, a ranking factor, so they're important there. Meta descriptions aren't a ranking factor, but when your result is triggered in the search results, meta descriptions are the sort of two lines below in the Google search results, so they have a click through rate impact there. Okay, and in those ones, this, um, you don't have to have the long version. So for the title tag of this website, I wouldn't go financial planning, financial planner, financial advice, I would go for something like financial planning, um, colon, or um dash or pipe or whatever you want to do um advice and planner or you know and then you can get the combination so google will pick out in a title tag any words regardless of the sequence however i would always try and follow the sequence of the most popular ones so say financial planning was more popular than financial planner and financial advice mm. i would put financial planning and then put the other ones afterwards as it were so try and follow whether The the one that you want to target most is keep the sequence the same as that, but Google will pick out the words regardless of the order. And there's also a general impression as well that you should put your more important keywords at the start of your title tag. So we've mentioned this before. Mm. Like, for example, don't put your brand name at the beginning and then all your keywords afterwards. Put your keywords first and your brand name at the end if you do put them in the title tag at all. So the sequence of words you use in your title tag doesn't matter in terms of the combinations but it does in terms of put the more prominent ones at the beginning does that, does that but, answer the question andy yeah the, You're least, you, the, you the reason i had a, confused, a funny face yeah. on
0: Look, i was just had a I had a weird thought yeah i had this question that came up in my head yeah. then i thought hang on a minute uh, am i supposed to know the answer to that being a podcast producer i'll tell you what the question was yeah. I'll, be honest, I'll be honest with all the mm. listeners i suddenly occurred to me you know what rss feeds yeah you know there's keywords in there yeah. in those yeah do they ever get scanned by spiders
1: I mean there's, takes a yeah, yeah, there's, um, <laughs> I mean on a normal website, the keywords are less like not really used at all, mm. but in other applications like when you upload a video to YouTube because mm. they're they've got a less sophisticated algorithm mm. um those keywords then probably do have an impact and and you know there is evidence to suggest that your choice of keywords on YouTube when you upload a video does have an impact on your search ranking performance when people' searching in YouTube and YouTube. Mm if you believe some of the stats it's actually the second biggest search engine more people go to YouTube and mm. search than yeah. they on, on YouTube than they do on Yahoo, Bing ask which is closed down today which might have we date when, when we did this mm. um yeah, so it's a really big search engine, it's own right, right there. So I would say in our case, when you, if you're doing a podcast, Andy, and there's a keywords in the RSS file, file there, mm. that might help if someone's searching in iTunes because they're not going to have as, as a sophisticated a search algorithm as, as yes. the main Google index. Yes. But for main web pages... Um, they don't really matter, I'm afraid. So,
0: so I'm guessing when a spider comes across an RSS feed, which it might do now yep. and again, yep. if, it's, is it, you know, if it's, well, I guess, because uh, yeah, all RSS, most RSS feeds have a link from a normal web page, yeah. will it see that the content type is... What is a content type for an RSS Yeah, feed? well, it I mean, it, it,
1: Google don't index RSS <laughs> no, um, no. feeds. They might follow the links within them. Yeah, right. So, you know, they might... So, for example, um, um, Google follow what's called the the Twitter firehose hose. So I've seen some evidence recently where it's like, well, if you want a page of your website to get indexed really quickly, you could put it on your XML sitemap, you could just leave it for Google to find it next time they visit your site. Mm. Or if you tweet it, Google are looking at all the links that come out of Twitter and visiting them. Now, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to rank. You're going to need to do all the things you would normally do to rank. But if you want them to visit your page sooner... That's a good way of doing that because what essentially Google are doing there is following the RSS so, of Twitter, and so Google visiting. can keep up with the firehose. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's impressive. The and they've paid, they've paid a small fortune to Twitter for that data. I remember because, that there was yeah, a previous.
0: Yeah. E- I remember mentioning that in a previous episode. Right, let's move on. Is this the last one? I don't think just quickly check. I think I, we've
1: got a couple of short ones in there, got there couple as well.
0: Short ones, yes. Right, this one's from Rebecca, Frank, uh, Paul, and Ben. Hi, I was listening to one of your internet marketing podcasts while back brackets. Unfortunately, I can't remember which one brackets in which you were talking about about to do lists for the desktop. Do you happen to have a list of those you mentioned? Thank you so much and keep up the good work, Rebecca.
1: Yeah, well, if any of those, if you can go back via the show notes, there's always lists there. I think this is the one you
0: were using, Andy, wasn't it? Was it oh. Uh Well, no, no. Um, I used to use if you're looking if we talk about online yep. to-do lists. I used to use a thing called Tadar list, Todoist, that's who it, it comes from the great people that made oh, is that Basecamp. The base camp? Yeah. And, yeah, the same people. Highrise of it. is it? Highrise is another one, but that's more of a sort of um, contact management type system. Uh, but the uh, yeah, the, it was called to-da-list. I'm pretty sure they're still there. Um, yep and it's it's kind of okay. Yeah. Another one is remember the milk. Yeah. which is another online one. And the nice thing about that is it integrates with Google Google Calendar. Okay. If you're after something a bit more sophisticated, a general sort of getting things done style sort of everything mm. organizer. Yeah. And you've got a Mac. Yeah. I use OmniFocus. Now I'm I've actually I actually purchased OmniFocus a oh, good four or five months ago. Yeah. And it's, it's, this is no bad reflection on OmniFocus. It looks fantastic. I just haven't started using it properly yet. Yeah. But I know a lot of people absolutely love it. And you can yeah. get an iPhone app for it as well mm. that syncs with it. It looks yeah. pretty cool.
1: No, it's, uh, Yeah, that whole kind of productivity of side of things is a really interesting. Bit, I've been trying, Andy, to, to do the whole inbox zero approach. Have you, have yes. you, have you succeeded? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm still a sucker for checking and then batching and doing it later so i'll check mm. all the way through the day mm. but won't respond to anything and then i'll sit down and respond and delegate and do all the kind of things that you do in inbox zero there but if people are overwhelmed by email which I know. um it's it's a real nightmare dealing with that that i think probably we ought to do a show just on kind of I might try and get for an interview one of the productivity-type people to, to go through some of that stuff because, yeah, there's all the kind of Remember the Milk, Inbox Zero. Should we try
0: and get David Allen on the show? Yeah, yeah. For,
1: he's Get Things Done Man, isn't he? He is. Yes. He's yes. the author of the
0: original author of the original book.
1: Yeah, or well, GTD is the, the... Yes. For the people GTD. who are so busy doing getting things done that they can't even be bothered to write Getting Things Done. They like an <laughs> acronym for it.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. That is the end of the questions,
1: Mr. Kelvin. Goodbye yes in fact actually before I say goodbye Andy mm-hmm. um yes yeah, any notices or
0: announcements? well tonight? yeah it's
1: just to say to people we're always you know we're always looking for questions keep them coming um people who are in the premium service um ask the question in the forum and I'll respond quicker there um, we won't wait till it's the next audio episode mm-hmm. and then we'll follow it up again but for just the normal subscribers um drop me an email um it's kelvin so that's k e l v i n newman n-e-w-m-a-n at site visibility that's all one word dot um, com um or just leave a comment um on the um the blog where um where we publish the podcast.
0: Fantastic. And if I could just do a quick announcement as well. Uh, this is only relevant to people local to us who are in Brighton. Yeah. Um, I'm getting together with a couple of friends, a couple, a few friends. We're doing um, how to use Google Video in oh, the okay. marketing. Yes. And that's going to be at Jury's Inn. It's in Brighton. People, yep. people in Brighton know where yep. Inn That'll be on uh, Monday the 29th of this month, of cool. November, at 6.30 at Jury's Inn. Cool. And yeah, we'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Yes, we'll put, we'll, we'll put a link to the event bright page yes. that in the show notes. anyone's interested. Okay, I think that's it. Bye-bye from me, then. And goodbye from me, Andy White. We'll see you next time, which will probably be very soon, as this is a late show, uh, on internet marketing. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you if you want to send an email send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus 441273256150. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273256150. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Small
1: details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat